Welcome to Market Scale Grow. I'm your host, Nzea, and this is a surprise bonus episode. I am super pumped about this. It is April 17th, and I just finished going live in the Facebook group. I'm going to be going live tomorrow on the 18th and Thursday on the 20th as well, and I will be dropping each of those lives as bonus episodes on the podcast for you so you can listen on the go or you can head to the Facebook group which is linked in the show notes and join us for the coming lives. We're talking all about amplifying your lead generation. So without further ado, let's jump into the live stream. (laughs) Okay, I was muted the whole time. I'm so sorry. Thank you, Sarah. There is a workbook that you can go grab. It's at marketscalegrow.com forward slash ready, set, go. Um, It's going to force you to make a copy of the Google Doc. So you can do that and then follow along. And um, also super excited about this, but this is going to go live on the podcast tomorrow. So if you are listening on Market Scale Grow, surprise bonus episode and uh, the live that's happening tomorrow and then Thursday will also go live. So you can either rewatch this in the Facebook group where it's happening originally, or you can listen to the live stream, like the, the live on the go as we do with podcasts. So here we are. Let's make this full screen. So if we've never met before, I'm Jenzea. I am a Facebook ad strategist and holistic marketing coach. And today we are going to be talking about reverse engineering your success. The concept of reverse engineering came to me because I'm a teacher and that's something that we were taught and that um, my school pushes a little bit of start with the end in mind figure out how you're going to assess the students and then work backwards using the curriculum and what lessons you're going to teach, how you can really like put everything together. And so it's the same concept that we're going to walk through today. And here's the bigger picture. I have no idea where my face shows up. So I'm just going to make sure it's not blocking. Oh, okay. I can see it actually on my, I have my phone here. It's so weird. I don't normally do this. Okay. So Um, this is the bigger picture when we're looking at like a, the customer journey. So from the beginning, you need people to become aware of you and then get interested in you and what you have to offer. Then you want them subscribed to your email list. Then they become more engaged with your brand. And when I talk about engagement, it can be an emotional engagement. So they are commenting on your posts. They're replying to your emails. They're sending you DMs. They are emotionally invested in your business. Or it can be a financial engagement where they purchase something from you, but they don't have that emotional commitment at all. And they're not really like interested in you as a person or a business, right? They just bought the thing from you. And then... The last level is that invested level. And this is where you have people who are both emotionally and financially engaged in your business. And so they are both like they've paid paid you. And then also they are consuming all of your content. They are um, DMing you. They're joining you on your lives, all of those different pieces, right? So 
This is the customer journey. And today what we're going to do is we're going to reverse engineer it. So we start at the end thinking about those loyal raving fans. And then we work backwards to figure out how we can attract the right people so that the right people get on our email list so that the right people are ready to buy from us. So let's go. Step one, face needs to move again. <laughs> Step one is to start with the end in mind. Probably obvious since I've been talking about reverse engineering this whole time, but we want to start with the end in the mind. And that is what is your main offer? So what are you selling? It could be a course or a membership, a coaching program, service, a larger product bundle. There's a ton of different options for this. But what I recommend is that you pick something that's a little bit larger of an investment because there is quite a bit of work involved in creating a customer journey really um, that's aligned with your business, that's aligned with all the different pieces that we're going to talk about. And so to do this work and to create this journey or this funnel for your customers for like a $5 TPT product or um, something you could buy off of Etsy for like $3 doesn't really make sense. So that's why I really want you to think about something larger that you can be really promoting. So I'm just going to hit mute for a minute or two give you a chance because I do want this to be workshop style. So um, give you a chance to think about and um, like type out, if you will, in the workbook. Um, it is a Google Doc, remember. So um, just give you a chance to do that. And I'm going to flip back to the other slides so that you can see the, the URL if you didn't have a chance to grab it. Okay, after the fact, Jenzea popping in here. During the live stream, I actually muted for about a minute. We've cut that out for you. So hit pause, do the activity, and then resume playing afterwards. Okay, so now you should have had a chance to just think about um, – and really type out what your main offer is. If you need a bit of support trying to figure out what this is, that's definitely something that we can chat about. Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram or an email after this training, or just put the comment right in the Facebook group so that I know um, and we can kind of workshop what your main offer is. Once you have your offer, the next thing is to start building your email list full of buyers who will eventually, with some nurturing, and we're going to talk about that in a second, but full of buyers who eventually will be ready to purchase that main offer that you have. And so this way, if you think about what your main offer is first, and then you go backwards to the subscribe step and figure out that that lead magnet, then you know, or maybe have a little bit more certainty of what it is that they would want to buy before or what they would need. And you want to fill some sort of gap. So some types of lead magnets that tend to work really well are eBooks, uh, PDF checklists, swipe files. Um, that's really great for copywriters. So either email swipes or ad copy swipes, uh, some sort of video tutorial or a video workshop like what I'm doing. Toolkits are awesome. A calendar that's great for like social media content. 
planners, uh, case studies. Case studies are one of my favorites for service-based businesses. Uh, and then if you really want to like go huge, I was going to say go big, but like, this is actually go huge. That would be like a conference or a summit, right? Like that's not at all a little tiny undertaking. A conference or a summit is a gigantic undertaking. So I wouldn't recommend that as like your initial lead magnet, but it definitely is a good one that you could consider having. So what's really, really important is finding that gap, finding something that will give your ideal audience a quick win. You want this lead magnet to give them a quick win so that they can accomplish something, save them time, energy, money, whatever it might be. They get that quick win, but then also leaving that gap to your main offer. So you may already have one lead magnet, you may have 10, and in the workbook, there's space for you to just jot down what your lead magnets are. I also recommend that you uh, think about what need or what challenge that you're addressing with the lead magnet. So similar to the last one, I'm just going to hit mute for um, about a minute, give you a bit of time to brainstorm this, and then we will keep going. Okay, again, after the fact, Jenzea popping in to remind you to hit pause, do the activity, and then come back once you're ready. Okay, so I'm not going to lie. I totally underestimated how strange of a feeling it would be to stand here and give time for the workshopping part. Um, I wish I had like double my screen so that I could be doing the work along with you. So tomorrow, um, I'm definitely going to be doing that so that I'm working alongside um, you on the video <laughs> so that I'm not just kind of like standing here because it's really strange. Okay. Um, step number three is to spark new interest. This is the very top step where you're getting new people to become aware of your business or like how do new people find you. And so some of the ways that people are going to find you long form content and or SEO that probably goes along with the long form content, especially if you have a blog or video, um, Pinterest is a really great way collaborations, your community. So something like a Facebook group, your Instagram following, uh, social media, and then paid ads. And then there's obviously tons of other ones. And tomorrow we're going to be talking about some of these. Tomorrow we're going to be talking about organic ways. So like long form content, Pinterest, social media, as well as collaborations and how you can really spark new interest, get more people aware of you, aware of your business so that they'll get onto your email list and backing up, getting the right people aware of you that want to get on your email list that want to buy from you because if you're attracting the wrong people, then they're never going to get on your email list. They're never going to invest. So for example, um, again, I'm a Facebook ad strategist. I work primarily with teacher business owners who have courses and memberships. I also have some clients that have digital product businesses like TPT. So if I went in front of an audience with others, like I did a collaboration with some health coaches who are promoting to like moms who are trying to lose baby weight. I'm saying that because that's my reality right now. Those moms trying to lose the baby weight are not looking for Facebook ads. They're not my right people. So sure, I might make connections. I might get a thousand of them on my email list from some sort of crazy, cool, awesome collaboration. But the likelihood that these mamas who are on their fitness journeys 
are going to want to be on an email list where they're getting marketing tips and then they're going to want to buy like Dreamlist Essentials, which is my done, uh, like done with you DIY course is so low, right? So that's why we need to think about what we're selling, who it's for, how we're going to get them on an email list, and then getting these, the right people. So we know who the right people are that we're trying to attract. So right now, what I want you to do is just think about every single possible way that you're currently doing this. Where are you attracting new people? And then you could also do like a second list of things you're not currently doing, but you might be interested in doing in the future. Um, Again, I have some suggestions on the screen, long form content, that's blog, podcast, YouTube channel, or other video content, uh, social media effort, or sorry, SEO efforts, but that would be obviously tied with your long form content, Pinterest collaborations, community building, social media, paid ads. Again, the list can continue. Um, I'm going to do the awkward shimmy and dance, um, and I will be back in a minute. Okay, again, after the fact, Jenzea popping in to remind you to hit pause, do the activity, and then come back once you're ready. Okay, so I was, not even was, I did open the document myself. I made myself a copy. And so um, I just kind of started, I wrote in like my main offer is Dreamless Essentials. That's my six-week course. I was mentioning it before. It supports teacher business owners in creating Facebook ad campaigns to grow their email list. And we are expanding. I'm super excited about this. Um, expanding into also um, include a module for uh, organic email list growth and then using collaborations for list growth as well. So I'm really excited about that, but that's a side note. Um, and then I had a chance to write down my holistic marketing guide. Um and then what else do I, oh, I have my ad uh, audience targeting checklist. And I have a couple of video trainings. Um, I'll have to like get those. Um, I can't remember what they are right now off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, so those are a couple of mine. And then I will do this one after when we're working on number four, I'll do three and four together. So, okay. I don't want to mute. I want to um where is my there it is. Okay. Um okay, so after three and we sparked interest, the final step is nurturing your people. So once someone becomes aware of you, you need to be nurturing them to get them on your email list. But also once someone's on your email list, you have to continue to nurture them to take them through the engaged and invested stage. So you really want to be constantly nurturing people. Uh, we don't want to focus our attention too much on people who are brand new to our like the buying cycle or people that are way down there. So, um, but this has to do with like knowing the customer journey, what people might need to hear, what they might need to feel to subscribe to your email list. And then what they need to hear, what they need to feel, what they need to learn to purchase from you. Right. And so there's two different ways you can look at this and it really depends on your business and what makes more sense to you. The first one is your content pillars. So you can have three to five content pillars that you talk about on repeat. The other way is to go with monthly themes. So 
First of all, my business, I have content pillars. I talk about holistic marketing. I talk about Facebook ad strategy, and then I talk about solidifying your foundation. So things like getting your messaging, um, knowing your ideal clients. This is part of solidifying your foundation of creating that customer journey that's really seamless and easy for people to move through. Um, And then the other option, monthly themes, I did a strategy session with Suzanne. I think it aired on Market Scale Grow back in January. Um, and it was all about her content plan. I'll make sure to link it in the comments. I'll find exactly what episode it is and link it in the comments. Um, but this, um, her, the way she decided to go about it was each month to have a theme. So in if she was talking about like, let's just say fractions was the theme of the month. She might have a resource specifically for fractions and a book that she likes to suggest for um, fractions. And then um, a blog post that she's written all about fractions and then center ideas all about fractions, right? And so each month you have a different theme. And within that theme, you share the same um, pieces of content. So in in that example of fractions, it would be a book, a resource, a blog post, and center activity. So each month, whatever your theme is, you have those four things. So in a way, a book, a resource, a blog post, and a center activity, those would be your content pillars, but it can be a lot easier to think about it from the theme perspective versus as a content pillar because thinking about books in this case yeah we share about the books and the the math books that you're using in your class but to think about them without having the themes can be very challenging and then also it allows you like just say you have three or four books that you love for fractions they could all be shared during your fraction month and it really pulls the content to better together. And I think that for a lot of teacher business owners whose audience is teachers who are still in the classroom, this monthly themes works really well because of the cycle of the school year. Teachers tend to teach in themes or in units. And so it can be a really great way to time your content with the pacing of the school year. Okay. So I'm going to do one last working session so that you can fill out your content pillars. I'm going to, like I said, continue on step three and four. Um, If you're listening to this on the podcast, come and join us inside of the Facebook group and it'll be linked in the show notes. You'll be able to actually see the video so you can see me filling it in if that's really what you want. Um, But also again, you can grab this workbook at marketscalegrow.com forward slash ready, set, go so that you can um, complete it for your own business as well. Okay. So let's get working. Okay. Again, after the fact, Jenzea popping in to remind you to hit pause, do the activity, and then come back once you're ready. Okay. So Uh, that is the entire reverse engineer your customer journey, reverse engineering your success. As I said at the very beginning, I love reverse engineering because you start with what you're going to sell so that all of the pieces work together. Now, sometimes this isn't how you've created it. And going back and looking at it from this lens, even if you already create it, can help you make 
small shifts to your messaging so that the pieces work more seamlessly together. Because what you really want is someone who becomes aware of you. Let's just say they see a social media post that leads them to your blog. They read your blog, read your blog. They decide to subscribe to your email list. They start getting your emails and they're like, okay, I need this year long bundle, right? So that's what they do. But what happens if you've kind of just jointed and pushing everything together, they might not necessarily feel like each of the pieces flow nicely together. By reverse engineering it, you can help your brain kind of rewire how you're messaging things, how you're speaking about things so that the pieces do fit well together so that you are able to say, like you're able to lead people on this journey and they feel like they're on the journey. They feel like they understand the steps that they're going through and that things are connected together. And that's really, really important. It can be so easy to lose people along the way that we want it to be as seamless as possible. So tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern time, I will be back in the Facebook group going live again. We're going to be talking about organic traffic and collaborations. We're going to talk about how you can amplify your lead generation with these two different traffic sources. Uh, One of them is actually my favorite, despite the fact that I am a Facebook ad strategist. And if you listen to the podcast regularly, or you've been on one of these live streams before, you will know that This is my absolute favorite source of traffic. I think everybody should include it in their business. And so that's just a little um, spoiler alert for tomorrow. I'm really excited to chat about it and to really dive in deeper than I think I've ever dove into it before. So definitely come and join us for that. And um, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Any questions or comments, feel free to throw them in the comment section of the Facebook live or send me a DM on Instagram and I will see you again tomorrow.